Hello, everyone, and welcome to and Let's Be Heard for Thursday, May 5th, 2022. I'm Micah Chopley. Well, it's uh, Cinco de Mayo, huh? Cinco de Mayo. Anyone going to get any great Mexican food today? We have some really good Mexican food here in uh, San Francisco. We have the Mission District, one of those restaurants that still remain open, maybe the 50% of restaurants that remain open. Um... They have pretty good Mexican food here, really good, and actually quite affordable. Unless you go to those high scale, those you know the the upper echelon of Mexican food, mole sauce and all that stuff, then it can get kind of expensive. But a happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Um, you know, it's really amazing. There's so much to talk about tonight. I don't even know where to start. There's so much to unpack. Why do we say that? So much to unpack. Are we unpacking clothes? Are we going on vacation? No, anyway, um, there is a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Um, What I'm going to start with is the utter hypocrisy and dementia of the President of the United States. Now, either he doesn't remember what he has said about abortion in the past, or he doesn't care that we know he has now contradicted himself through the years. Now, of course, people on the left will say, he evolved. This is, the, this is the Hillary. Remember, Hillary Clinton invented that. When they talk about flip-flopping or lying or doing just what's politically expedient, I've evolved. I've evolved. Well, we can go back to 1973, 1974, when Joe Biden was a, uh, a, young, a young senator, um, uh, a, a young uh, person in Congress. And at the beginning of his career, he disagreed totally with the Roe v. Wade decision. He said it was the wrong decision. I disagree with it. It should be a state's rights issue. Now, people will say, oh, but that was a long time ago, 50 years ago. And yes, he's evolved. He's evolved. He's evolved. Okay. So let's fast forward. Let's fast forward over three decades. Okay. Let's fast forward to 2006. All right. So. Now he's no longer a young politician. Now he's been in politics for many, 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 many years, for decades. And this is two years before he had run for president several times. This is two years before he would become vice president. This is just two years before Joe Biden became vice president of the United States. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. This is what he said. This is what Joe Biden said. And this was written, by the way, in the New York Times. Now, here's the key. This was written on June 13, 2019, before he became president. I I doubt they would write this article now, but this is just three years ago. In a newly unearthed video from 2006, Joseph R. Biden Jr. said he supported Roe v. Wade. Once again, uh, that was a change when he didn't support it. When When the decision first came down and he was new a new congressperson, he did not support Roe v. Wade. But in 2006, he said he supported. He supported Roe v. Wade, but, but did not view abortion as a choice and a right. So how do you support Roe v. Wade, but not view abortion, uh, abortion as a choice and a right when Roe v. Wade made abortion a choice and a right federally? And this is before he became dementia-ridden. Remarks that raise further questions about how he views abortion rights as he runs for a Democratic presidential nomination and faces pressure over his position on the issue. I do not view abortion as a choice and a right. I think it's always a tragedy, Mr. Biden said in an interview with Texas Monthly. I think it should be rare and safe, he said. I think we should be focusing on how to limit 
the number of abortions. Then he went on to say, he added, he referred to himself as a little bit of an odd man out in my party because he would not vote for federal funding of abortions. This is in 2006, not 1973. And he had voted to limit late-term abortions. The video added a new dimension to Mr. Biden's vacillating, vacillating record on abortion. They'll say that in 2019, but I guarantee you there'll be no column now. And it's even more important now with the Roe v. Wade decision, and now that he's president, to write this. Mr. Biden's vacillating record on abortion, citing his Roman Catholic faith. Mr. Biden in the past has tried to stake out a middle ground on the issue. That means going back and forth, asserting his support for individual abortion rights while insisting that taxpayers shouldn't be funding it. And there's more, and there's more, and there's more. So you have a president who is basically, we've known this about Joe Biden all along. We have a president who's basically echoing with many Republicans, and some Democrats are saying now. He's echoing what many Republicans have been just consistent on, where he's been inconsistent. But Joe Biden is a political entity. He's a political entity. He has no real ideas or thoughts. He has no real backbone. He has no honesty. He has no integrity. He's a political entity. And whatever's politically expedient at the time for him is the position he takes on everything, including abortion. Once again, in the 70s, he was against the Roe v. Wade decision. He said it was a wrong decision. It's a state's right decision. The Constitution says it's a state's rights decision. Basically, what every Republican has ever said for the last 50 years, okay? Then just two years before he becomes vice president, he says, oh, now I support Roe v. Wade, but I don't think a woman really has the right. <laughs> doesn't even make any sense. And I wouldn't fund it federally when every other Democrat was. Look. The Democrats are such a laughingstock. They're such a bunch of hypocritical turds that they think this is their issue now because they are dying. They're going to die in November. They're dying in the polls. They're dying on every issue. They lose on every issue. They've been losing. So now they want to cling to something. They want to cling to more virtue signaling. There's more. You are taking. Did you hear Kamala Harris? Has she ever showed that passion for anything else over the last year and a half? Has she showed that passion for homelessness or crime or little children wearing masks? Anything? Anything. The border? No, but now she shows such, she's so intense now. We will not allow, we will not allow, we will not allow. You see Elizabeth Warren, her Native American head exploding, looking like a, a maniac screaming. Once again, this all reminds me of that, that girl that screamed when Trump won in, 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 uh, in 2016. We all know it. Iconic. Iconic. These people are insane. They're insane. But they, they, they know what they're doing. They're political maneuvers. That's what they're doing. They know it's just virtually. They know it's nonsense. They know screaming that abortion is going to be illegal is bullshit. They know that. They know it. So you have people who believe that it should have been states' rights, like Joe Biden now saying abortion is going to be illegal. He knows that's not the truth. Because <clears throat> in 1973, when he was against Roe v. Wade, he wasn't saying he thinks abortion should be illegal because he knows states' rights doesn't make it illegal. It comes down to the states. 
And if it's so popular, if the, if the Democrats believe abortion is so popular, people love abortion so much, why are they afraid of it being sent back to the states? Won't all the people in the states who love abortion so much make sure they elect people who love abortion? Because they're full of shit. Two out of every three people now, 67% of people in the recent poll want some kind of restrictions on abortion, at least some kind, if not totally, some kind, whether it's six weeks, 15 weeks, whatever it may be, 22 weeks, six months, some kind, last trimester, some kind of restrictions. So we're not a pro-choice country. We're not. We're not a loving abortion country, which is why the Democrats don't want to send back to the states. Even though most of those states, because of where we are now in time, will probably just leave what they have now. What are we talking? Maybe Mississippi, Alabama, one or two other states that might, might look to try to make it totally illegal. It might not even work there. Their legislation might even, might even pass that now. But to say abortion is all of a sudden going to be illegal when they know that's not the truth. The Supreme Court is not voting on abortion being legal or not. The Supreme Court is not. If you listen to most politicians and pundits and assholes like on The View, like Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg, you would think that the Supreme Court decision is saying we're making abortion illegal. Abortion is illegal. Starting next month, abortion is illegal. These people are either total morons or they're lying because they got nothing else to hang on to. They got nothing else to motivate their dumb base. All the Supreme Court saying is that it's become a state's rights issue. Something Democrats loved during COVID because they didn't want to be told federally that they couldn't have lockdowns and masks and vaccines and vaccine passports and vaccines up their ass. They didn't want to be told that. So people like Gavin Newsom and Kathy Hochul and Democratic governors were happy about states' rights. They were happy they were able to shut down their states, even if Florida didn't. They were happy they were able to mask for two years, even if Florida didn't. They were happy to say you must have a vaccine to survive and live your life, even if Florida and Texas didn't. They loved state rights. For two and a half years of COVID, they loved and adored states' rights. Now they hate it. Oh, incredible. Incredible. And just to show, we'll go back to Biden now. I want to go back to Joe Biden. And I have it on my Twitter feed. I won't make you listen to him for too long. I promise I'm not going to torture you that badly. I promise. Let's see. Joe Biden today, once again showing. Then we're going to get to Gavin Newsom. And then we're going to get to J.D. Vance. And then we're going to get to, ah, we have so much to talk about here. Oh, here's Elizabeth Warren. Looking like a chicken without a head, screaming. Let's see. You have to ask, are these people really that dumb? So they're either one so fucking dumb, they don't know what democracy is, they don't know what the Constitution is, they don't know what the law is about, they have no idea what the Supreme Court does, or they know all that and they're just lying to get to try to motivate their base. They're simply just lying. Either way, they got to go out. Either way, they're out. Either way, they need to go away. Either way, either dumb or lying. They shouldn't be making 200 grand ruling our lives. So Joe Biden said today, I'm not even really paraphrasing. He said <laughs> that this decision, here it is. Joe Biden says if Roe v. Wade is overturned, the next step may be gay kids not allowing to go to school with straight kids. 
I'm going to cue this up for you, and I'm going to play it. Okay. Stage changed the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children. Is that, is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this mega crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. That's it. Attack MAGA. Trump. Trump. Everything is Trump. Everything. I'm going to get to you. In, uh, I'm going to talk about in a second why some people think Dave Chappelle's attack was Trump. Done by Trump. But anyway, Trump. That ever, but that's it. That's their political game. MAGA Trump. MAGA Trump. It won us. It got him 81 million Fakakta votes. Where 78 million of those people hate him now. Well, 78 million people that voted for him hated him within two months. But it got him 81 million votes. It got him 81 million votes on election night, right? And with mail-in ballots and whatever else they concocted to win the election. Talking about MAGA Trump, MAGA Trump. So what their playbook is, let's go back to what won us the election 2020. MAGA Trump, MAGA Trump. Although at least MAGA and Trump were in office then. MAGA Trump haven't been in office for a year and a half. And they're still talking about it. Everything is MAGA Trump, MAGA Trump, MAGA Trump, MAGA Trump, because that's their political playbook. They can't win on issues. His approval is 33 because of issues. That's why. Because he says stupid things like this. Now, when Trump said something like hydroxychloroquine, uh, you know, shining light into your body, that was all over the place. The left media went crazy with that. This the old demented fool says that Roe v. Wade decision is the next decision is going to be gay kids can't be in classrooms with straight kids. Where's the connection between Roe v. Wade and gay kids and straight kids in a classroom? Yet, will the left media pounce on this and say, look at what a stupid, idiotic asshole thing the president said? What a schmuck the president is? Of course not. Of course not. I'll say it because it's true. He's a dementia ridden schmuck. It's true he's an old fool. There's no doubt about this. Another reason why his approval is 33. Most people know, two out of every three people in this country know, he's an old, dementia-ridden fool. But will the media talk about it? No. And if the media did talk about it, the way they talked about Trump, his approval would be eight. Not 33, eight. Which is why they won't talk about it. And this is what we're dealing with. This is the modern-day Democratic Party. This is the man who's the president of the United States of America saying something so idiotic, so completely dumb that it should be impeachable at that moment he should be impeached. It should be impeachable defense to be so stupid. So elite, so these justices that were around decades, some of them, before Trump, a MAGA Trump, what these Democrats don't seem to understand, what they truly don't seem to understand, is the court is not political. That's the idea of the court. The Constitution and law rule. Politics doesn't matter. MAGA doesn't matter. Trump doesn't matter. The left doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. Kamala Harris doesn't matter. Elizabeth Warren doesn't matter. Bernie Sanders, what he wants, doesn't matter. The law and the Constitution only matters. Nothing else matters to the Supreme Court. That's what they're there for, you old fool. You demented schmuck. I don't mean to yell. But this is, this is, this is why November can't, can't be, it can't, they can't lose 10, 20 seats. They got to lose 100 seats. They got to lose 150 seats. They got to lose 8, 10 seats in the Senate. Because this the party, this president, is a disaster. A disaster. You know what makes me 
less upset talking about Gavin Newsom. <laughs> talking about Gavin Newsom will actually make me less upset today. But before we get to the hair gel king, the, the uh, I don't know how to put it nicely, so I'm not going to put it nicely. The witches on The View, the dumb witches on The View, actually said that what caused that crazy black guy to attack Dave Chappelle on stage was Donald Trump. That's what Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg think, and the others who are on the left think. They even blame that on Donald Trump. Now, a normal sane person, you would say, if you really hardly followed the news, you would say, well, Will Smith, right? It just happened recently. People said this might become a thing now, copycats. So what Will Smith did was to blame. I don't say Will Smith was to blame, okay? But let's say you could say that Will Smith thing might have been to blame. If you were to blame someone, logically, if you weren't a complete dipshit asshole, you would say Will Smith incident did that. And it might not have even been that. It could be the guy just crazy didn't like Dave Chappelle or didn't take the medication that day, and this is what happens. It has nothing to do with Will Smith. Maybe the guy doesn't know who Will Smith is. Maybe the guy never watched the Oscars in his life. But if you were to want, if you had to blame something or somebody, if you were a normal person and not a total Trump derangement syndrome asshole, you would say Will Smith. No, no. The women on The View say Donald Trump. And when they were pressed about it, when someone actually had the nerve, the balls to press them on it, they said, well, at least a little bit. At least he created that atmosphere. You see, there was no such thing. No, these things didn't happen before Trump was president. There was no animosity. There were no crazy people before 2016. They didn't exist until Trump was president. That's what these total schmucks think. To blame Donald Trump for a black guy, obviously a Trumper, right, Trump supporter, in L.A., yes. A black guy in L.A. obviously loves Donald Trump, jumps on stage and, and tackles Dave Chappelle. You blame Donald Trump, not Will Smith or nobody. Maybe he's just crazy. But you actually have the nerve to blame Donald J. Trump for that. Now, when I say Trump derangement syndrome should be a psychological disorder in the next DSM book, I'm not kidding. And I'm pleading to the psychology, the American Psychological Association, you must make Trump derangement syndrome, TDS, a mental disorder, and you have to start addressing it when people go to psychologists. Because it's a disorder. It's a mental disorder. I don't care if you take out all the transvestite stuff, which has always been there, by the way. Transvestite fetishism, it's always been, it was a mental disorder. They considered it a mental disorder. Okay, when I was learning about psychology in school in the 90s, transvestite fetishism was a mental disorder. All these things that we've, uh, we are accepting now as being normal were considered mental disorders. I don't know the exact name. It has something like that. Transvestite, transvestite fetishism, transvestite. They were mental disorders. I don't care. Take them all, if they're not already out, take them all out. Take them all out. I'll do the, I'll, I'll do the exchange. Take them all out and put in Trump derangement syndrome. You must put in Trump derangement syndrome. And it can never be taken out. And it must be addressed. I mean, it is a, it is a sickness. 
that has worked its way into every fabric of society due to the left, due to Democrats, where you would actually blame an incident of a black guy in L.A. attacking another black guy on stage a year and a half after the guy hasn't been president on him, not on an incident that just happened last month at the Oscars, which was incredibly similar. Of course, don't, don't address black-on-black crime. We saw black-on-black violence at the Oscars and black-on-black violence in L.A., but we don't talk about that. That's taboo. That's taboo. It was black-on-black and black-on-black. They were both crimes. We don't address black-on-black crime. It doesn't exist. It's not a thing, Mike. You're making it up, you white supremacist. You're making it up, you racist. That we don't address at all. Blame it on the white guy with orange hair. Blame everything on the white guy with orange hair. It makes you feel better, you sick person. You sick people. You know, <sighs> it's sick out there and getting sicker, but I, I don't know how much sicker it can get. I don't know how much sicker it can get. How much sicker can it get? Well, it'll get a little bit sicker. Because now we're going to talk about Gavin Newsom. By the way, next week, I was going to have him on this week. I have a buddy who lives in L.A. who was a writer. He was a comedy writer. He wrote for a, a, a comedy show, a very popular comedy show, which he may reveal to you. Maybe he won't. But he was a comedy writer, and, uh, and he, he's, he's a great comedian. He does stand-up. And he's going to come on and talk about this cancel culture. We'll talk about what happened with Chappelle. That was obviously unexpected. We'll talk about the Will Smith thing. And we're really going to talk about cancel culture and the death of comedy. I was going to have him on this week, but this sort of abortion stuff happened. So we'll let that play out this week. But next week, hopefully early in the week, maybe Tuesday, I'll have him on to talk about the death of comedy and this, all of a sudden this attack on comedy. But let's get to uh, Gavin Newsom. So Gavin, once again, showing the absolute hysteria the absolute loss, loss of touch with reality of the left. The way the left is totally out of friggin' touch. Gavin Newsom has, has the nerve to say that this abortion issue, the Roe v. Wade decision, is most important issue in November. Not homelessness, not crime, not COVID restrictions, not inflation, not $8 an hour gas, not that you can't pay your rent, not that you can't put food on your table, that you wake up every morning. He believes you wake up every morning worrying about Roe v. Wade and abortion rights. This is what he says. Gavin Newsom says, the issue of the 2022 election is abortion. Reporter, Ar- <clears throat> Reporter Alex Michelson at Alex Underline Michelson. What is that? Underline? Underscore? Uh, Michelson says, I asked him why that's more important than issues like inflation, homelessness. And he writes, this is what Gavin Newsom says. I don't want to play him. I can't stand his voice. Rolling back your constitutional rights has a profound impact across the spectrum of issues. It's a foundational issue. Then he said something like, this is absurd. I can't believe we've been talking about this. It's so obvious. So obvious. Okay, let's break that down. Let's unpack that. Rolling back your constitutional rights has a profound impact across the spectrum of issues. It's a foundational issue. Well, first of all, it's not rolling back your constitutional rights. It's doing exactly what the Constitution says. It's states' rights. It's sending it to the states. It's not, there's no constitutional, where's there a constitutional right to abortion? 
I want Gavin Newsom to tell me where is it written in the Constitution that a woman has the right to choose? That where is anything about abortion or anything near abortion or anything close to abortion in the Constitution? What the Constitution does say over and over again, what the founding fathers wanted, is a state's rights issue. The states have the rights. The states have the right to decide on these things. So this is a constitutional issue. Only in that the states will have the rights. There's no constitutional right to an abortion. I've read it many times. I don't see it in there. I don't see anything that even alludes to it. What is he talking about? This is not a rolling back of your constitutional rights. This is a supporting of the Constitution. This is a supporting of the constitutional rights. And this guy, the hair gel king, has the right, thinks he has the right to talk about rights of any kind? After he locked Californians down for a year, after he killed half of businesses, after he forced people to get jabs to support their families? Is he kidding me? Is he kidding you? Is he kidding us? Of all the people, of all the governors, of all the politicians in this country, he has the least right to talk about your rights. He didn't think that closing your business for a year in which half the businesses could not recover had any, is not rolling back of your rights. He didn't think that making you wear a mask for two years when the mask never stopped the spread, when there was no scientific background, there was no scientific proof they did jack shit was anything about your rights. He didn't think that making you get a jab for a vaccine that we know for a year and a half now does not stop the spread. In fact, it has increased the spread. More people have died. Almost twice as many people have died under the vaccines in Biden. He made you get those to have a job. That's not rolling back your rights, according to the worthless hair gel king, the, sh- the skivus of a man. And yet there he talks because he knows most of the people in the state are fucking morons. He knows most of the Democrats in the state are fucking idiots. And they think he's a genius. They hope he could be president. Oh, I hope Gavin Newsom runs. Hope he runs. <laughs> Incredible. In freaking credible. I know it's been a very vulgar, mad show, but I'm telling you, I am angry. I am angry that these people are allowed to have these jobs. I'm angry these people make great livings with incredible control over our lives. I'm angry. And I'll stay angry about it. You gotta be kidding me, Gavin. Wait a minute, I said, I said talking about him would make me less angry? Did I say that? I think I just said that, didn't I? That talking about him would make me calmer? What, am I kidding myself? <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. The last person to talk about rights, the last person to talk about the Constitution is Gavin Newsom. The last person in this country there are others in other countries, like, you know, Justin Trudeau, Boris Johnson. But in this country, this guy has the least amount of credibility. He has no credibility when it comes to talking about the Constitution or your rights. Because he stomped all over them for two years. He stomped on them. While he partied. While his friends like, like London Breed partied. While he went to the French Laundry and partied. He stomped and stomped and stomped on your rights. Now he's going to talk. This, the hair gel king is going to talk. All right, in the last few minutes, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow, I have mentioned many times 
that I never voted for Trump. And if it comes down to DeSantis and Trump, I'm voting for DeSantis. I'm a DeSantis guy. I'm a total DeSantis guy. DeSantis is my guy. But there's no denying that Trump has a lot of power, baby. I think he endorsed 50, 55 people and they all won. I think yesterday alone he was like 16 for 16. And his biggest uh, accomplishment was J.D. Vance, who was uh, behind Josh Mandel in the primary in Ohio for Senate. And uh, once he endorsed J.D. Vance, Vance jumped ahead of the polls and won by a landslide, almost 10 points. So look, there's no doubt that Don, and, and you know it was kind of a magnanimous thing for Trump because Vance, you know, everyone's saying, "Oh, Trump has his ego, huge ego. You can't, you can't criticize him." Well, J.D. Vance spent so much time criticizing him, a lot of time criticizing Trump, but Trump did not hold that against J.D. Vance. Thought J.D. Vance was the best candidate and endorsed him anyway, and J.D. Vance won. Um, it's a huge. It, it shows how much power Trump still has. Trump still has a lot of power, a lot of power. And it showed. And it really showed. I mean, if you, if you, I don't think it's that much of a leap to say if he can, continues having this kind of power, it will be impossible to beat him in a Republican primary. I mean, if every candidate he endorses wins, you would have to believe that if he runs, he's going to win easily. So I hope he doesn't run. But I, look, the fact of the matter is this, is this is why many people say if he decides to run, no one, including DeSantis, is going to run against him because why waste all that time and money when there's no chance to beat him? When the best you can do is a distant second. It might work for vice president, right? If you want to be VP, people might do it just so for that reason. But in order to beat him, it would be impossible. It would be impossible. And, and, and what happened in the primaries shows it. He still has a lot of clout. In fact, I think he's doing better now. I think he's actually doing better now with endorsements a year and a half Later than he did when he was president. And the big reason why is because there are people who are starting to say, you know what, this guy was right in a lot of things. Look at how much better off we were two years ago, three years ago. And so a lot of the people who maybe didn't like him when he was president like him now, which is why his endorsements are winning more now than they did when he was president. So we'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about that tomorrow, more about J.D. Vance. It was a hillbilly elegy he wrote. Anyway, I'm sorry for yelling at you so much today, but I'm very passionate about this and I'm very angry. And I think you are too. I think you understand, right? We understand each other, right? This has been a Let's Be Heard. I'm Micah Chopley. And remember, always remember, and I'll say this nice and softly to end the show, vote Democrats out of office in November. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening. Speak to you tomorrow.